Welcome to Tales from the Packed Worlds. This is an original and actual play podcast of the tabletop role-playing game Starfinder from Paizo Publishing. Tales from the Packed Worlds is an action-packed story focused on touring the diverse and unique planets of the Packed World system. Now, let's begin. Man, did you guys hear last week's episode of Tales from the Pack Worlds? I did. Yeah, I'm a super fan. That was intense. <laughs> uh, I, man, I don't know how they got out of that. I got chills on the second listening. Like, I, I knew it was chills. coming, but I still, you know, <laughs> still got me. You got chills and they're multiplying. <laughs> I listen to our podcast and it helps me get to sleep. Hey, oh, gee, thanks. We put you to Mark's, sleep. Mark's soothing voice is describing horrific action and uh, entrails being penetrated on a sword. There's something about it that just makes me go, ah, I'm feeling quite comfy. It should also be explained to those who might not be aware of what these are, but yakitori is a type of Japanese food where it's little bits of meat that are put on wooden skewers. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but I think you said that there were that Rhino was yakitoried in the last episode. She was yakitoried. She got shish kebabbed. Well, I mean, uh, kind of like it's kind of on uh, like 100% on the nose because my favorite yakitori is liver. So there you go. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. I mean, that vest was loving it, right? He was licking it up just like, you know. I mean, he always thought it was really, really tasty. So God knows, you know, maybe uh, maybe Rhino's blood had a bit of tare in it. I don't know. A bit of shea, a bit of salt. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Whenever, whenever I can finally go to an izakaya again, this is the first thing I'm going to think of. <laughs> I'm amazed liver is your favorite. Oh my god. Toriki, just endless amounts of liver. All you're gonna think of is Rhina getting impaled by Krog, the undead Vesk. I just want those cheese meatballs on a stick. Oh, it's good. They're so good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I do miss my uh, little, uh, what are they, like the little cheese, um, the little balls of cheese. Oh, oh the camembert those. ball thing? Like yes, the... yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And you dip it in butter, right? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Fried, fried cheese dipped in butter. <laughs> I... Sacrilege. Listeners, I hope you already had breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this on an empty stomach. Um... What's another exciting thing that happened last episode was all of you leveled up. So you're now all level six. Da, 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 da. Hooray. I spent yeah. all week updating my stats. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm just updating mine now while we talk. Oh my god. You had a whole week. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... Yeah, so I think we should maybe we let's let's go around the table real quick and not say everything like, oh yeah, my culture went from five to six. Oh, we yeah. should do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't name any names. <laughs> but uh let's let's go around and say one cool thing that everybody got at this level. Um and let's go with let's start with Maul. Maul, what no. what's something that you got at level six that, that's pretty cool? Uh uh I put one point into bluff. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone doesn't uh, listen to the rules. I mean, for cool? <laughs> I guess honestly, because Maul's just Sort of an attacker. My damage went from one d six plus fourteen to two d six plus fourteen. Oh so, my ooh. goodness! Hit don't just forget, a little harder. Don't forget that, like, you add your level to damage, so like your your like two d six plus whatever, like the plus whatever should have gone up a little bit as well. At That's least true. My point. my notes say, oh, the the first note is specialization. Add your character level to damage. You're right. Ooh. There it is. Plus so fifteen. It's even it's even better than what you thought it was. Man. Also, 2d6 plus 15? Good God. <laughs> the brick shithouse lives again. You know, plus my charisma, 
plus my strength, and then plus my crystal. Yeah. Oh, good God. Let's just hope. We're just going to throw like 30 AC monsters at you. Just make one person reflect an attack, and I'll just KO myself. <laughs> KO. <laughs> um, let's go over to Keika. What is something cool that you got at level six? Um, I'm about to hit people much harder. Uh, my unarmed strike damage definitely went up. Can't wait to start slashing. Nice. Yeah, I like that we have two frontliners in this party. It's kind of fun. Enjoying being a frontliner for once. There's something about the damage in Starfinder. It's just so much more than... Uh, the damage in Starfinder is so much more intense when you're a frontliner versus ranged. Like, spells, of course, are going to do a bunch of damage, of course. But when it comes to, like, just, like, weapon damage, like, if you're a melee character, it, like, seriously overtakes ranged uh, after a certain point. Like, around, like, level three, it's just no contest. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that. It speeds everything up, too, because you, like, take more damage, you deal more damage. There you nice. go. And Adam, what's something cool that Eurysius got at level six? Eurysius got a whole bunch of cool spells to play with, and I'm going to leave it at that because I'm a showman, and a showman waits to before he reveals all his tricks up his sleeve, figuratively and literally speaking. I both hate and respect you for that. <laughs> I want to know, but I also... Where, like, I can't wait to see what happens. You guys did a pretty good job with that, because all you talked about was like damage increase, not any of your cool special abilities. So let's leave that for the battlefield. Leave out all the rest. Leave out all the rest. Yep. Aww. You all wake up the next day. You've all healed your stamina points. You've all healed your level and hit points. So... Um, you sh and then, of course, like at level six, it's an even numbered level, so all of your resolve points will also go up as well. Um, so you should all be at full health, full stamina, full resolve at this point. Um, that's quite, it's a pretty staggering, like with the, when it comes to stamina and hit points, I think it's almost like some people are almost like 12 hit points more, like overall, like between the two of them, like just a little bit stronger from that one little rest. I got I got a lot beefier. Nice. We haven't been able to buy any armor out here in the mountains, so hopefully we can uh, find some armor for you, or at least start dropping some money for you. It's up to the. I hope your GM knows what he's doing. Yeah, me too. Having GMs, <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Um, but you all wake up the next morning feeling a little bit stronger than the day beforehand. Um, but you're all very refreshed. What do you do at daybreak? I, to be honest, I was thinking about this for a little bit. What would Maul do at daybreak? And I think it's super annoying is the answer. Uh-oh. Yeah, right? So Maul loves the sun, and you're on a mountain. So I think he would just, like, get outside. And, yeah, right? He's a, he's a mildly religious... I almost said man, but Skidamander. And he follows Saren Ray, if I'm saying that right. Uh, Saren Ray, yeah. That's how I, yeah, Saren, that's how I say it. The, the dawn maybe, flower. Maybe we're saying it wrong, but that's, how, uh, yeah, Saren Ray's fine. Nice. So yeah, or yeah, the dawn flower. He there just it goes is. outside, faces the, the sunrise, and he holds up his hammer to create light, and then he just like screams and makes <laughs> his skin bright. <laughs> And his hammer increases to the brightness of a sun. Far worse than a rooster. It's a oh my goodness. So anybody who is facing in that direction is woken up by this intense light that your eyes cannot protect you from. Yeah, it's actually technically brighter than the sun. Yeah, so I think uh, both of you go blind. <laughs> wait, wait, we go blind? Yeah, do we? No, I'm just kidding. Do you still? Oh, that was a very, very bad time to take a sip from my drink. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys, I'm the secret bad guy. It's uh, unfortunate you have to find out like this. It was sun, sun all along. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh. Well, it's still it's still very early, isn't it? Very, yeah, and you've up. been woken up by this second sun shining right outside of your tent. And don't forget the screaming. You just hear. Oh. <laughs> I love these mics Arr. that cut us off after a certain volume. Are you scoundrel? Arr. I. Uh, That's uh, the spirit. <laughs> Alright, maybe uh, just, uh, you know, these hands of mine, they're good for healing, but they're also good for uh, blasting away me enemies. Arr. Yeah, louder. Praise the Dawnflower, Ulysses. <laughs> also something... Arr, I'll uh, be making your skin out of me. I'll be making your skin and using it as a new pelt. Arr. One thing that um, I, I wanted to bring up is after editing these episodes, um, Adam, whenever you describe that you're using a spell, you say that Ursus always rubs his hands. So, like, I just constantly see that, like, whenever you're about to cast a spell, you're like, Ursus rubs his hands together. I think of that meme of that guy, like, looking from behind a tree and just, like, rubbing his hand and licking his lips. That's how I imagine Ursus <laughs> every time he casts a spell. I haven't seen that with me. You have to send it to me, please. Oh, oh, it's a classic. I will do please. so indeed. Please. I'm not that good at the memeing. I, uh, I follow yeah. meme.com, but and sometimes, yeah, these things fall through the cracks. Oh my you god, go. you said such a boomer thing. I follow knowyourmeme.com. Oh, well, I saw that on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, okay. Sorry. Keiko, what is it that you're doing this fine morning after seeing uh, temporary teammate impaled? Um, Keiko, um, <laughs> um, Keiko's first very grumpy about this very bright light waking her up. <laughs> um, oh wait, are we in the tent? Yes. Is anyone in the tent with me? Um, I think Eurysia's kind of already got up to yell at Maul, so, uh, the doctor maybe is in there with you. Okay, Kega's gonna and then just stand up, and I'm hoping that my height like makes the tent like lift off the ground. It does. <laughs> you just hear like... Molly up. That's the spirit. <laughs> and just she shakes it off and just throws it to the side. <laughs> and she's like kind of like in a zombie, a zombie um, half waking up. Uh, Wait, with the doctor still inside? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. It should also be noted that this is the fourth day of travel at this point. You guys are starting day four, I believe. Pretty sure. I'm almost I positive it's correct. day four. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Again, solid GM work there, Mark. Um, so mm -hmm. at this point, you guys have used two full days of your armor protection. Okay. So again, if you have a level 4 armor, you have 4 days of protection. If you have a level 5 armor, 5 days, and, and yada yada. Um, so just make sure that at this, as of this, at the end of today, when you go to sleep, if you're still using your armor protections, you will have fully used, you, you will have used 2 full days of, of the protection. Um, but another bit of good news is that you guys are almost there. You're about, um, maybe at this point, maybe a day's journey away. If you um, are able to make good, if you're able to make good progress on the map today, you could probably get there by this evening. But that's gonna rely on a good survival check. So I think let's have those survival checks to read the map. Okay. Uh, does anyone have higher than nine at level six? Nope. No. Then, uh, okay. is going to go for the save, yeah. said no. Like I'm a player. <laughs> um, alright, so Aresius puts out the map, uh, rolls out the map, he goes back inside after, you know, cursing out, uh, Mole, and he's just gonna like, <laughs> kind of just muttered to himself, and he goes back into this tent that he now wonders why it's 15 feet in the other direction and on its side. Alright, so he adjusts it, readjusts it, goes back, goes back inside the tent, and he rolls out the map, and he 
is trying to find any kind of shortcut, any uh, route that might save us time. So, survival. Yeah. It's 23. Yes, that is a great survival check. And looking for all of the nooks and crannies and any shortcuts you can find, you are positive that you can get to your destination by tonight. Yeah. That's what you said, though, anyway, right? Uh, again, if you had rolled, like, a, a one, you might well, not okay, have been able yeah. to... You're positive. <laughs> if I rolled now a one... Now you're 100% The narrative's different. <laughs> Still suffering from the effects of the bin gene. Uh, Beresius takes his party on another direction. Okay. Arrgh! Cutting to this dear map, uh, fellas. I don't know if anyone can hear me because no one's in the tent, right? At this point, you're just kind of shouting into the, the rising sun, whether it's the sun in the sky or just ball. <laughs> I'll be pray, praise to the god Elrito. He can get to our location here by sunset. Har, we be saving all the energy for our armor. Har. Right. Doctor looks at the map of where of like what you've outlined, and she's like, "Heads up, this." area that you have us going through is kind of a breeding ground for frost rakes so just be on guard yeah what what kind of frost rakes are there doctor like the uh they're bad kind or the really really bad kind um kind the one kind of like the ones that we ran into the other day uh, arr, arr. oh we can handle those little wee babies no problem Mush on forward. We need to get to our location before we uh, freeze off any more of our appendages there, Doctor. Doctor's like, yeah, right. Um, Any time we can save um, so we can get there before Krog is, 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 is time well spent. So yeah, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'm ready to go whenever the rest of you are. Yeah, no, no complaints from all. He's not really sure how to do anything about Frost Drakes other than hit them. All right, so let's get into the correct marching order. That's gonna have Maul, Keika, Eurysius, and okay, so Maul and Keika in the front, Eurysius and Doctor Navy heading up the back. And yeah, so you guys begin making your way through the snow. It's a relatively uneventful day, so to speak, but you do hear, uh, you do hear like animals like calling and like hollering in the in the in the background not necessarily a bird not necessarily like a um like a big cat or anything wallopet? kind of like a mix not necessarily a walloped either unfortunately you guys have have, have tri- moved on from those parts Does it sound like a frost drake sounds like a frost drake indeed off in the distance hmm Looking at my character sheet, I think the only solutions are get low or run. Well, you guys made really quick work of that first one the other day. That sounds like the words of someone who's trying to convince us we can kill a frost drake, but really I'm wants just to saying, beat us up with one. That was back way back when you guys were level five. Like all that, like you know, it's it's ancient history at this point. You know what? You're you're right. Maul agrees with you. He just like here's the frost drake. He, like, pounds his chest. Oh, anything yet, but you do just hear them in the distance. So it just... And again, the doctor said that it is kind of a breeding ground that you guys are going to be going through. Um, the doctor also kind of looks a little pensive as she says that, almost as if she wants to say something. Doctor, you leaving something out again? She's like, I just think that we could use a win after yesterday, you know? I mean, what what's that mean, like? Befriend the frost drakes, or kill the frost drakes. Or... I'm just saying that every these drakes in our way might be an obstacle, and I want to remove as many obstacles as I possibly can from this equation. That's very Zonkuthan of you. And Maul just will like ask you, do you, do you know anything about drakes? Fire. Fire in this, uh, this weary old mystic me knowing a thing or two there. Just remember there, uh, little wee man. The little, the frustrates we be dealt with, they get gobshite for brains. 
you can get them, if you can somehow get them to go low enough, or you should be taking them out nice and good with a good swift clubber of that hammer there. Arr. Sounds about right. That's our plan. They're mindless, aimless creatures, just the scourge of the scourge of the of all the drakes are we should be doing fine also just to kind of um, give you all the information that you guys had in the past just so you can remember it um they have uh damage reduction that's only vulnerable to magic weapons uh, when it comes to like physical damage um, they are immune to cold damage they're immune to paralysis and sleep effects but they are very vulnerable to fire so any source of fire damage you have is going to be invaluable when fighting these things. Um, but they can also breathe um, giant cones of cold rather than just fire. Like, it's almost like they breathe frost instead of fire. Hmm. Yeah, I guess remembering that, Maul's just going to look at everyone and say, at, at least spread out, so it can't get us all at once. Yeah, you'll be using your noggin, or we'll be, uh, we'll be making frost drink burgers before you know it. Alright, maybe even Frost Yakitori. <laughs> oh no. You guys should still have some Frost meat from the other day. Unless you've been munching on it. Frost eat Frost Drake? <laughs> They've been known to. I've, you know, I could pull the old, like, Knights of the Old Republic thing and put some grenades and some meat. Oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so you guys begin continue on throughout the day. Um, again, it, this is kind of a long, drawn-out day of travel. Um, but as you know, it turns into late afternoon. Maybe you're about three to four hours from your destination. You hear that familiar cawing in the sky. And you see not one, but two frost rakes descending on to the lot of you. Your screech got kind of blown out there. Yeah, it did. How's that? Uh, can I can I get one more? <laughs> All right, just because I like you so much. Thank you. Also, Ray, I don't know if this is intentional, but you've been muted this whole time. That was not intentional. Darn it! Yeah, you've been muted this whole time. She's <laughs> just like, why is everybody ignoring me? <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, but before we get into battle, can Maul use a stellar revelation outside of battle? To just ha have it? Um, so, I think... I mean, there are a few of them that say that uh, it's just a standard action or a move action to turn it on. But there are a few that say you have to be attuned to use them. So as long okay, as it doesn't yeah. say you have to be attuned, then yeah, you should be able to use it, no problem. This is, I can use it as a move action, but it does later say this benefit lasts for one round or until you leave photon mode. So I assume I have to be in a mode then, right? Uh, then yeah, so yeah, you have to be in a mode to use it, which is only available in combat. Yeah, okay. Then yeah, Maul's good. I'm just going to keep, keep wandering away from the pack. And whatever the opposite of a cone formation is. <laughs> These frost strikes are coming in on you. I think it's time for us to roll some initiative. Um, okay, so the round begins with the blue frost strike. This one is coming down from the sky, almost eye level with everybody. He's gonna come over here. One, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then just come in to move, and that's all of its turn. Eurysius, it's your turn. Mm. How close is this? Me, this frosty dragon. 20 feet. This is a dragon, and I know they're quite. Uh, they're not exactly the sharpest tools i want to try he was looking this? kind of dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape oh of God. an l on his forehead i've got me thumb on me bum uh can i try a cosmic truth 
on a non-humanoid creature. Ooh, I think so. It just says... It depends on the language of it. I'm looking up the feet right now. It just says force one creature. Yeah. It's a it's a creep if, yeah, that's the word you're looking for. If it's creature, it's literally anything. Um anything with a mind. Um because this is a language dependent, sense dependent ability. Yeah, you're good. So I'm gonna roll Bob's a, your uncle. How many skill mm-hmm. ranks do you have in bluff? Five, funnily enough. Alright, cool. So this is a ten plus two plus your wisdom bonus. So I think it's a total of sixteen. Correct. Uh, he rolled a seventeen 15. on the die, so yeah, it's a, uh, he passes. He's no, he's not confused. Arr. And again, Arr. you don't have to roll anything for that. It's just an, uh, something you do. Ah, that was not a standard action. Beautiful. Okay, so let's yeah. finish it off then. Let's have a good old ectoplasmic barrage attack. That's a standard action to do that. So you can't also cast a spell. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, snap. Okay. Um, I can shoot a pistol? You can move at this point. You can draw a pistol if you'd like. Maul will yell, like, spread out. Alright, planking to the... And running through the doctor and Keika. Two, three, four. Alright, so and... Uh... Urasius flanks himself uh, next to the, the big, um, what I assume is this big cavern, uh, one of the walls of this big cavern that we're in, and okay. he's uh, going to take aim at the dragon. Cool. So yeah, you can draw a pistol, and then you can fire it on your next turn if you'd like, or cast a spell. Gotcha. Either gotcha. way, it is the doctor's turn, and uh, she is going to look at the frost rake and just yell, get him! We can take this thing, no problem. So now everybody gets a plus one to attack this thing. And then she is going to move one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. And then it is the other beastie's turn. He's going to come over here. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Just to get into position. And then it is Maul Sun Sun's turn. And uh, these things are at um, pretty much ground level at this point. They're just like hovering, uh, like just, just above the ground. Cool. Maul's going to laugh and be like, you wanted a wind doctor? And he's going to run up around to the side of it. Um, you're going to provoke real quick. Yep. Um, but... That's a, oh, a it's a natural 20. Uh-oh. Natural 20. Wanted a wind. They don't have any special abilities uh, like a wound or anything. That's good. Um, but you do take 18 points of damage. Yeah, I was. Um, but it is now your turn, and you can do with it what you want. 24 stamina. Could be worse. Alright, so yeah, Maul is. He ran up. Because he's a skittermander, that was like a free move. And now Maul's gonna catch his hammer on fire. Oh, no. Yep. So he's gonna use plasma sheath, and now all of my melee attacks deal fire damage instead of normal damage. Oh my goodness! And he's just gonna swing at this Drake at 24 to hit. That definitely hits. Cool. And then this is just all fire. So 2d6 plus 15 fire. 19. 19. So yeah, as mentioned before, these things are vulnerable to fire. What that means is, is that they, you take half of 19 and then add it onto the damage. So he takes 27 points of fire damage. <laughs> Knocking out almost half of its HP in one go. Nice. Uh, Keika, it is your turn. And because it used attack of, an attack of opportunity against Maul, um, it cannot attack you this turn. Okay. Um, so, seeing how well that fire damage works, I'm going to pull out my plasma fork for my move action. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot it. Swash, 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 swash. 
for a Oh man, I forgot to do something first. Oh well. 18. That hits. Sweet. Okay. So 13. Alright. And uh because that's uh, electricity and fire, right? From plasma. Hi! Okay, so that's we're gonna have to do some math here real quick. So that's an extra three points of damage. So sixteen additional damage on top of it. This thing is not looking good. You guys are taking it to it. Top of round two gets up, and he's gonna do a full attack, which means he gets four attacks. He's gonna spread them across uh, two for Maul, two for Keika. So first attack is for Maul. That is a 19 to hit. That'll hit. All right, he, Maul takes 11 points of damage. Second, Keika. Okay. That is a 23 to hit. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Keika takes 11 points of damage. Next one is at Maul. That's a miss, for sure. It's like an 11. And then the last one is at Keika. Oh. Um, that is a 20 to hit. No. All right, Ooh. good. So... And that's its turn. Eurysius, you are up. And let's try to do the coup de grace to the blue dragon. The blue-eyed dragon. What's the what's it from? What's the most powerful card in Yu-Gi-Oh? The blue-eyes white Exodia. dragon. Zodia. Yes! Thank you. Yes, to both of you. It is blue-eyes <laughs> white dragon, but it is also Exodia. <laughs> there you go. A forbidden right. one! All right, let's do an ectoplasmic barrage. So, ooh, my range for that. Ah, all the good that did in that shitty roll. Nine. Yeah, um, unfortunately, even with the addition from the doctor, it's not gonna hit. Um, you can still move if you'd like. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, he, Aresius somehow even smushes himself even closer to the cabin wall, if that was possible. <laughs> yeah. You begin climbing up it. It's at a, it's at a uh, uh, steep enough incline so we can just start walking up it, no problem. All right, the doctor is, pulls out her pistol. As, uh, and then at, while she pulls out her pistol, she's going to yell at the blue one, the blue dragon, the one marked in blue, and just say, we can take care of it. It's almost down. Let's get it. So the plus one to attacks continue. Um, and she's going to just fire with her pistol. Uh, she rolled a natural one. Oh, doctor. Aww. Said you wanted to win. This is not how you do it. Okay. It's the bread one's turn. And you guys are in a perfect... Yeah, the, it's going to go for a... It's gonna go for a breath weapon against the Doctor and Eurysius. So I need the Doctor and Eurysius to roll reflex saves. Right. The Doctor passes. And... 23. Yeah, you pass as well. So you're gonna take half damage. 7. 13. Ooh, 19. 1, 7, 13, 19, uh, 21, and 26. So 13 points of cold damage is what you take. The doctor is able to withstand the cold damage a little bit better due to her Rhyphorian biology. So she doesn't take as much damage. But um, she is not as high a level as the rest of you, so she's looking a little bit beat up. Um, and the dragon has to roll something. Ooh, bad luck for him. No breath weapon? Uh, that's all I'll say. I won't say anything more than it's bad luck for the dragon. Uh-oh. An icon popped up. Um, Maul, you are up. Nice. Maul's gonna yell, this is gonna hurt. And he, he runs. He's gonna run here. Okay. Cool. 
And then he's just gonna like plant one of his feet and spin in a circle. And he's gonna attack this red to start. So first of all, that's two mm-hmm. attacks of opportunity. That's, that's why I was gonna hurt. <laughs> uh, the first one misses. Alright. I fully the second one to die for this. Oh my god. The second one is another crit. Yeah, baby. God, Maul is a crit magnet. I love it. Max damage. 32 points of damage. Alright, so that puts me in zero stamina. Oh, man. And 25 HP. Uh, max, max damage. But, yeah, go ahead and make your attacks. The blue one is a little bit easier to hit. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll start with blue. Alright. A uh, 20 to hit. That definitely hits. Alright. Uh, 22 points of fire damage. Um, go ahead and describe your kill. Maul just, like, hits its tail and it just bursts into flames. And he cackles and then spins onto the red one. Okay. So, yeah, he's, he's using cleave. Nice. And he's gonna cleave the red one. So... 27 to hit. That definitely hits. 18 points of fire damage. Oof, so that's an additional 9 on top of that, so that's 20, another 27 points of damage. Good god. Maul is in the house. Uh, Keiko, yet again, Maul soaked up those attacks of opportunity, so you can pretty much move where you need to be. Sweet, uh, okay. Pro, pro tip, if you move right here, you get a plus 2 to your attack. If you hit Run. with your claws. Nice. Alright, so I'm gonna use charge. Oh, and then nice. I'm going to swipe or no swiping at um the red dragon. Go for it. Fifteen. Um, that's with the plus two, right? No. Seventeen. So Seventeen. That hits. <laughs> All right, this is gonna hurt him. Um, 14. Slash 13, 13 points of damage? 14. 14, nice. So now remember, he has a little bit of damage reduction, so he doesn't take as much damage, but that's still a very good amount of damage on him. Nice. Nice. You brought him below the halfway point. Um, and now that the blue one is dead, it is now Eurystheus's turn. Oh, you're rich. This is this is this is this is. Um. God, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I really want to get it. Do it work. I haven't hit it yet. I just want to get it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Indeed. Alrighty, let's give this a crack a lacking. That's better. That's twenty-five. Yes, that hits. Okay, ready for it? Alrighty, so that's 4d6. Oh, 3-2. 3-2. 1! Oh my god, that was funny. I literally rolled it four times, it was 4-3-2-1. So that's 10 points of hit. That's 10 points of damage. Yeah, well, it's magic, so that all breaks through, no problem. Alright. Um, it is the doctor's turn, so the doctor um, yells, This one is also almost dead. Get him! Everyone gets a plus one to attack this thing. Um, and then, for her standard action, she's gonna yell to Maul, Maul, we can do this! You just took out that other one, no problem. This one is not gonna be any harder. And so you get back 13 stamina points. Nice. And Maul Belt oh. yells back, Yeah, and I should be doing more damage, but I forgot how my powers work. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> get them next time. So this one is also looking really, really bad. Uh, he's going to try to do what he did last time and do four attacks. Two on Keika, two on Maul. Um, first attack is on Keika. It's a natural one. Second attack is also on Keika. Uh, That's a natural three, which is another miss. Second attack is on Maul. A third attack is on Maul. 
And don't forget, mine, oh my, my defense is 15 right now. So. Um, I, 13 is still not going to hit it. And then the last attack right now is... Okay, so that's 9 plus 7 is a 16. So that will hit. hit. Um, so that's 12 points of damage. And he tried to take both of you with him, but it just didn't happen. So Maul, do what you need to do. <laughs> Maul's just gonna look around. Can I take this one? There's no takers. Maul's just gonna swing. He's gonna plant both feet <laughs> and do a, <laughs> do a full attack. Nice. So, oof, 15. Uh, that is a miss. Oh no. And a 15. Ooh, both miss. Heika, can you pick up the slack? Wait, you, you you got flanking bonuses, right? Nope. That's plus two to both of those attacks, Ooh. so those both hit. 17 and a 17. That oh, both, those let's, both let's hit. Both at once. So that's 4, 46, plus 36. 47. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 47 fire um, damage. So again, they, you add half of that, which would be 22. So 69. Oh my, oh my god. Did you really just do 69 damage? I can't That's my sunset. Someone check the time <laughs> to make sure it's not also 420. Well, it's 23. Oh slightly late. Um, go ahead and describe your obliteration. <laughs> Yeah, Maul just like hits this one and it bursts on into flames and is clearly dead and then just slams it again. And, like pushes it into the snow. Yeah. Um when the dust settles, you see the carcasses of two burning frost drakes smoldering in the ground. So um Keika is going to like salute Maul. And be like, my friend, where I come from, you would definitely wear a badge of honor. Um, yeah, so the doctor kind of walks over to Maul and hands him a healing serum. She's like, we're reaching our destination pretty quickly. I don't know what's ahead. And I know Eurystheus has his healing magic, but I like him to keep any of his abilities he has left in res in reserve. Here, take this. And it's a Mark II healing serum. So that heals 3d8 hit points. Ooh. Pressed up, and I got 69. Nice, thank you. Thank you, Doctor. I, I took a couple to the face there. The Doctor says, according to the map and route that Eurystheus laid out it's only just a couple hours ahead of us to get to where we need to go is it does anybody need to take a quick rest um I, I could use a bit of a breather after that last one we gotta spend a resolve right yeah spend a resolve spend 10 minutes like just like catching your breath and you get all your stamina points back yeah let's do it cool so everybody who needs to can burn one resolve point and get their stamina back. The doctor then opens up her backpack and she looks into it and she's like, this is the last serum of healing I have. Would anybody mind if I used it on myself? No, go ahead, doctor. Um... Really appreciate all the help you've been giving us. I jab yourself away there, Doctor. It's the least I can do after you all decided to stick it out with me. This one is only a Mark One healing serum, though, so it's only one d eight. Um, but she gets six hit points back. So she's at thirty-three out of forty-five. Sorry, Keiko, what were you gonna say? Oh, I'm just saying better than nothing. It's better than nothing, indeed. Right. Nothing would just be dead. <laughs> After the doctor jabs herself with her little healing serum, she's like, okay, is everyone all, all good to go? Mm -hmm. I think so. 
Alright. We should definitely be careful. I know that Krog is after us. And for all we know, he's heading in the same direction. Uh, might be something... Just expect the worst as we make our final descent into this area. I'm ready, Doctor. Alright, so as you all continue up the mountains, you all start to see that the it's our the sun is already setting. So it's starting to get a little bit darker just because of the time of day. But as you all make your way towards the um the the Oh my god, what was it called? The Three Sisters? I think it was. Uh, yeah, my notes say the Three Sisters. As you make your way to the Three Sisters, you notice that it becomes a little bit... It becomes eerily dark outside. Almost as if no matter what time of day it is, it would just be this... These thick, dark clouds in the sky. Think of like when you they summon the dragon in like Dragon Ball, like how like the dark the cloud the sky just gets like really dark. Mm. Um, not necessarily night, just like yeah, the, the sky just gets black. Um, and all of you begin hearing these weird whispers. And what does a drake sound like? Not that. What <laughs> does a drake say? Okay. So as you guys make your way into the area known as the Three Sisters, there seems to be in the kind of the valley between the three of them a weird glowing blue light. Um, that's kind of off in the maybe about 15 to 20 minutes ahead of you, just completely downhill. And what appears to be in the like direct center of where the um, base of the three dormant volcanoes lay. What do you do? Wait, was that another whisper? No, that was Adam saying something. I don't know what he did. <laughs> I think Maul is just look at the doctor and be like, is this is the place? Everyone be careful. Again, we don't know what to expect here. Um, she draws uh, both of her pistols. She has her fire pistol in one hand and her shield pistol in another. Um, and her shield pistol is constantly trained um, cycling between the three of you. Um, and then the other pistol is trained, like, outwards, like, facing in, like, the opposite direction from the party. Maul will just pull out his hammer and make some light with it. Start to move forward. Yeah, Maul, as you illuminate the area, the area around you gets, like, as bright as you need it to be. But after maybe, like, ten seconds, the light is kind of snuffed out again. Like, your hammer is clearly not changing in brightness, but the light level refuses to change in this area. Well, that isn't very hopeful. That's, that's not good at all. It's not positive. It's not a positive outlook. Our uh, resistance just gets chilled to an expiring fire. They sense a very dark evil in this part. Yeah, anyone who's trained in it can roll a mysticism at this point. Have a tiny mysticism. If you're trained in it, that's that's all that matters. Well, somebody might have a better one. Uh, I, I roll thirty. Oh, <laughs> Eurysius, you kind of open your mind to like the mystic energies around you and all of a sudden like this overwhelming sense of confusion, dread, fear, anger, spite, all of these negative emotions just are like force themselves into your 
brain. You're not necessarily affected by them, like you don't lose control of yourself, but you just have this, like, this, like, stew of emotions that just begins welling up inside of you, and it's, it's, it's almost unbearable to a certain extent. Aresius is, his heart, he can feel his chest just start pounding at a very, very rapid level. Just starts screaming out, Be gone, my old creature! Be gone, my old creature! Ha! Ah, ah, ah. Just looks around, just remembers where he is. Our, our crew, be very, very careful about what's ahead. I, there's a very, very, whatever lies in these crevices here, whatever lies in these caverns are, it is not a friendly, it is not a friendly spirit. Yeah, it is not a happy spirit. Or it is something cursed with an unbearable, unbearable amount of pain and bears a horrible curse to it. Proceed with caution. As you say that, Eurysius, you hear this in your brain. Welcome to our dead, young one. It appears as though we have a new hopeful looking to join our ranks. Proceed to the well. Um, and it's as if you have this unnerving feeling and, like, just certainty of where you need to go. Um, it's almost as if your body is being pulled towards the middle area of the base of these three volcanoes. Um, and at this point... I'm going to bring you to the map. The Marsha system, so to speak? As you all begin walking down, you start to see the bones of just countless dragons littering this area. Some as big as the frost drakes you just fell, others dwarf you in size. Um, and as you approach Eurysius, the skulls of every dragon that you see in the ground all of their eyes begin lighting up with this weird blue energy. Um, and then, like, in the middle of where you're being drawn to, there's this, like, pool of, like, just swirling water. Which is weird, because with this temperature in this area, you would expect it to be frozen. But it's just, like, this pool of swirling water. But as you approach these weird roots and design appear in the middle of, of the uh, of the water and a stone platform um, arises is this normal Eurysis I've never been to a place like this before I I've been I well truth be told there young Maul have read of these, of these, such a, such a place in my many scriptures, but uh, it be the first time I lay eyes on it with my own eyes. Uh, it is quite the sight to see. Uh, uh, well, something tells me that this would be a better, good time to whip out the medallion. Eurysius just feels like he knows what he has to do. He just, even though he's completely confounded and kind of freaked out by all these dragon skulls looking back at him, just screaming into his mind, like, the horror, the horror! No, what happened? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just picturing a lot of these dragons being like, uh, like being, having died by Mole's hand, and they just see him again, just like, no, the Skinabender, he returns! But uh, Eresius makes his way over to this rune, and he pulls out the he pulls out the dragon insignia medallion, seeing and wondering if it will do something. Uh, do I need to roll for mysticism or anything here? No, like? no. So as you pull out the medallion, you say, "Ah." 
As you pull out the medallion, you hear in your brain one more time. Ah, the hopeful is a friend. He may be worthy after all. But what of his comrades? And like you hear another one. Surely they are worthy as well, no? Why else would he travel with them? And another one. No. How could they be? No one has been worthy for hundreds of years. And then like another conflicting dragon. Just give them the test. If they're worthy, they will pass it no problem. Um, and Eurysius, there seems to be a weird indentation directly in the center of these runes that's like the exact size of that medallion. Plus a coincidence. And I place the medallion into that, uh, into the dent. You see the water begin draining in that stone platform that rose up. Um, and now the bluish tint to the glowing roots begins glowing white. And now everybody hears this in the area. Enter if you think yourself worthy. Everyone hear that? Yeah. To be sure. I mean, we're worthy of what? Uh, who knows there, young little young Maul, but uh, seeing as we probably have no uh, no way of getting out from here, there's only one way to find out. Well, I'm up for the challenge. Let's 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 do this. I'll follow you, Kika. Doctor also says, "Yes, let's do this. All for one, one for all." So you all make your way to the platform? Yeah. Uh-huh. As you all step onto the platform, you hear... Is this all who choose to be judged? Yes. <laughs> Maul has a style mander in his pocket. Does, does that count? <laughs> Ah, the most worthy of them all. <laughs> Technically a, a live creature. Um, yeah, the, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> after you kind of, like, shout to the heavens and get no response, you hear very well. Um, and then the platform begins sinking into the ground. And as you're taken into the ground, you start to see, like, earth, soil, um, and, like, the water around you that had been drained is in a perfect, like, like, cylinder, like, around you. Just, like, not flowing in, but there's no walls, there's no mystical energy. If you were to reach your hand out and touch it, it just feels like water. This is almost as if nothing is holding it in place, but it is perfectly just like in that cylindrical shape around the platform that continues to just like descend. Um, and after a while it opens up into this big wide open cavern. And there is a little bit of a um, valley or kind of like this uh part on the ground ahead of you that's at like a lower elevation and then beyond that there is another platform that leads to a doorway of blinding white light and then from that white light out steps a huge white dragon easily 20 feet in size welcome Hopefuls, your trial begins now. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> A battle. Uh, I didn't bring any gifts. It's rude to go to someone's home without gifts.
Thanks for joining us. Tales from the Packed Worlds is a Manapod Studios production. For more great tabletop RPG content, head to manapodstudios.com to join our Discord. Stay up to date on what we're playing, chat with fans and cast members, and even join us as a player in one of our weekly streams. We'll see you next time.